Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. Another solo show today. I'm going to do my wide receiver ranks for the week and the tight end rankings. Jeff will be back next week as we'll do our normal slate of episodes. Start again next week. We'll be able to do our normal ranking shows where we go back and forth on them. So today, like I did yesterday with the quarterbacks and running backs, I'm going to be going through my rankings and kind of basing them, letting you know where the expert consensus has them as well for the current week. Just to give you an idea where I might stand versus, you know, what the the consensus is this week. Maybe there's some guys I like a little bit more, you know, than others. Maybe there's some guys that I, I'm down on. But we'll go through all of that. Make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. Check out the website, fantasyfootballprofit.com. On the website, we'll have all the rankings for the week. So I'm not going to go you know, line by line through every single player. But on the on the website I have, looking at my wide receivers right now, I'm up to, I have 85 receivers ranked. So if you really, especially if you're in deeper leagues, you want to see some of the ranks, you can ch- check them out there, be able to go through all of them for you. But I think it's time. Let's just get right into it. Start off. I'll just, I'm going to name off my top five here right away for wide receivers. And my top four are actually the same exact as consensus this week. Didn't plan it that way. That's just how I ranked him. I guess that's how the majority of the people have seen him too. It goes Antonio Brown, AJ Green, Julio Jones, Mike Evans. And then my fifth is Des Bryant, who is the sixth overall consensus wise. So, I mean, it's pretty clear cut why Antonio Brown's number one. He's number one every week for me. He's by far has, he has the most catches in the league this year. He just consistently puts up the best numbers. He has the most catches. He's The touchdowns aren't there as much. Only three touchdowns on the year. But when you are you know leading the league in catches and yards, you're going to be up there. In PPR, he's easily number one. But yeah, you can't go wrong with Antonio Brown. He's number one again. A.J. Green has a good matchup this week with the Colts. And... I mean, I love the talent of A.J. Green. Everyone does. That's no surprise. Last week was a bit of a disappointment. Three for 41 coming off the bye. Before the bye, he had three great games in a row. So was disappointing to see that game. But the Colts aren't a tough matchup. I expect Indy to bounce back. I guess the only thing I could see hurting them this week is if the Bengals do get off to a fast start. And they just need they just run the ball. It's possible they just decide we don't need to do much here. We can just run it. And this could be the mix and breakout game, possibly. That's the only way I can see AJ Green not having a big week. But I'm expecting good things from AJ this week. My number three, Julio Jones. Finally got that touchdown last week in the red zone. Going against the Jets. It's a good matchup for him. Julio has he's been okay. His numbers aren't, you know, amazing, but nine for ninety nine last week with the touchdowns, first touchdown of the year. He's, he's still Julio. He's still a very good player. The Jets are a relatively easier matchup, so he's going to be my number three. And number four, Mike Evans going against the Panthers. Evans, he's been very, I wouldn't say very touchdown, but if you look at Evans and Julio and Julio's numbers, they're pretty much identical. Both have 34 catches. Julio's 466 yards on the year. Evans, 459, so they're only seven apart on yards. Evans has, though, three more touchdowns than Julio. And that's where Evans, you know, is that's where he shines, getting touchdowns, four touchdowns in six games. He hasn't hit 100 yards yet in a game. I'm hoping to see that, but at least he's gotten seven catches again there. He gets plenty of targets. You, yeah, you, you're you going to play Mike Evans, obviously, every week. He's a top 10 option every week. It's He hasn't been maybe 
what you would have hoped for, not quite, you know, elite numbers, but they're very good numbers. And he gets targets every game. He's at least eight targets in every game this year. So he can send, he's going to be there every week. And then round out my top five was Des Bryant. Des, he's, again, this is more, not the catches aren't big numbers this year. It's more of a, he's getting, he's getting touchdowns, four touchdowns this year in six games. He's, the yards, other than he has one game, the Rams game at 98 yards. Other than that, he hasn't been above 63. So the yard, the yardage isn't where it's coming. He is though a red zone. That's, that's the only reason Des stays up here. If it wasn't for the touchdowns, obviously wouldn't be even close to being considered, but Des is getting looked at in the end zone. So I'm going to keep him there. The rest of my top 10 goes Doug Baldwin, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Crabtree. Cooks lands in the top 10 again. You know, he's I've made it clear on this show, I'm not the biggest Brandon Cooks fan out there. He's an up-and-down type guy. But, you know, the last three weeks have been decently consistent. The yardage was there for two of them. 65 then last week in the touchdown. So, I mean, you're going to get some good weeks. You're going to get some down weeks, but you're playing Brandon Cooks. And with all the teams on bye and the options just aren't quite there, Brandon Cooks is a top-10 play for the most almost every week here. Some of the other, yeah, Michael Thomas has should have a good matchup with Chicago. Again, we it seems to be the, you know, a lot of the story with these wide receivers that haven't quite performed like we would have hoped. But it was good to see a seven for eighty two from Thomas. He's had eighty yards in four of six games. He's pretty solid there. It's just he hasn't been getting big hundred and you know hundred plus yard games. But he's a good player. He's had good good numbers. You're you know sticking him in your lineup every week and shouldn't be a problem. DeAndre Hopkins is going to make it up there again. Yeah, it is a tougher matchup on the road at Seattle. But even this, I kind of see this, if Seattle even gets up, Deshaun Watson is going to find a way to just bomb the ball deep at some point, And they're going to get hopefully something going there for Houston. Not necessarily going to say it's going to be a huge game, but at the very least, there could be garbage time touchdowns. But with the way Watson was playing, and it's hard to discount that Hopkins could have a pretty solid game. And he's just an extremely talented wide receiver. He's on the year... 37 catches, 382 yards, but six touchdowns is the big thing there. Six touchdowns in his six games. Obviously, three of them came in one game, but still, he's gotten touchdowns in four of the six games. It's been you know, a great option there. Some other players here. Chris Hogan, still number 12 for me. He needs expert-wise. He is number 12 as well. He, The touchdowns were coming early on in the year. He's at five for the year. He hasn't had one now in the last two games. But he did have a four for 71. That's pretty much what he does, what he did against Atlanta. Just didn't have the touchdown to add to it. I I could see, I don't see him going too many more games without a touchdown here. And the Chargers defense isn't something that you're really scared about. I have Tyreek Hill at 13. The experts put him at 18. It's it's going against Denver. I know that's, you know, why he's down. But Denver's been very good. But I also, it's Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to find a way to get him open, to get him the ball in space do something. Tyree kills a player. It's tough to defend. And if he can get, he's just so quick. If he can beat somebody deep on him, you know, just <laughs> sprinting down the field, he's going to do it. And if Smith can find him, it's going to be one play is all he needs to make his outing good. So I'm going to rank him a little bit higher than the rest. Amari Cooper finds himself at number 14 after his huge week last week. If, if I see one more from him like that, obviously if I see one more of that kind of game, he's going to be way up the ranks. Doesn't If we see a solid game from Amari Cooper, he's going to find himself back up in the top 10. Experts put him at 13 for the week, so right in line there. Not much, too, not too much of a difference for Amari Cooper. 
I got Adam Thielen at 17. I did put Stefan Diggs in the ranks at 20. It looks like he is going to be playing as of now. It, it seems to be trending that way. But even if we know for sure he's going to be playing, it's a great matchup with Cleveland. I'm probably still going to stick him at 20. I, I would put him higher, obviously, but how, is he going to get a full workload coming back? Are they going to ease him back from the injury? Don't quite know. I don't like to take the risk, so I'm going to put him at 20. I mean, you're probably still playing him at a you know wide receiver two or a flex, but can't rank him too high until you see if he's healthy and how he's playing there. Jarvis Landry's 21. He's been had some good games going on here. PPR, he's going to move up the ranks. I do have him two spots lower than experts. Not that I don't like Jarvis. If you look at the numbers, they are, you know, been pretty impressive lately. And he's he's up there. Catches, he's third. And there's tied for second in the, in, the, in the league again, like he always is. But the last three weeks, he's gotten touchdowns. And that's been the difference for Jarvis Landry. He's never done that in his career. Three, I don't think he's ever scored three touch or touchdowns in three consecutive games. So seeing that from him is a nice change. If, if he could add touchdowns to all the catches he gets, he becomes a great, you know, option here. He's a wide receiver two option yet for this week. I do like Landry. Maybe, you know, maybe I need to see something more to move him up a little bit higher, but I can see it trending that way. So Landry's a good one there. Nelson Aguilar find his way into my top 25 for the first time going against San Francisco. It's a good matchup and you know, he's been a you know, pleasant surprise there this year, even with Alshon there. Aguilar's put up very similar numbers, only has two less catches than Alshon. He has eight more yards than Alshon, and he has three more touchdowns. That's the big key here. Five touchdowns for Aguilar in his seven games. He scored touchdowns in the last three games now. If he continues to score touchdowns, I mean, you can't go wrong with him. Yeah, he's only getting four catches basically a game, but touchdowns are there, and he's you basically you didn't spend anything on him to get him. So a lot of people are using him. If you're playing a league that has three receivers or your flex, he, you can go worse than him. Will Fuller finds himself at number 28. We talked about going against Seattle, but Will Fuller has been finding a way to get touchdowns. I'm curious how this is going to go against a matchup like Seattle. If he's going to be able to continue to do that and get these touches. Josh Doxson is up in the ranks for the first time here. 33rd for me this week. They actually one below the experts, but he has definitely put himself into that lineup now. Terrell Pryor's not much of a factor at this point. So it is good, you know. Josh Oxen's been a guy I've liked for a while. I've talked about him in the preseason. Just waiting for his opportunity, see if he could live up to his talent, if he could stay healthy. Maybe this is the time he's finally going to do that. That would definitely be nice to see. I'm looking forward to that from him. I put Juju Smith-Schuster, 38. That's the news of Martavis Bryant's not going to be active for the game this weekend against the Lions. And, I mean, we have Bryant. We talk about Bryant. He's so much talent, and he just can't put it together. It's a disappointment there. Everyone kind of expect. I thought he was going to have a good year this year. I put him in my top 25 ranks going into the preseason. It's just it's not happening for him right now. But Juju Smith-Schuster, he is in concussion protocol, so I'll have to watch that. But if he plays, he could be, if you're you know in a spot where you need a receiver, especially with the bye weeks, he could be a good option this week as a you know wide receiver three type player. That if you need the player, it's I I could see a good week coming from him. As we get down lower, there's just not a lot of guys here that you're maybe Kenny Galladay should move up a little bit in the ranks because of no Golden Tate there. He's going to be the number two receiver if he's back out there. So that's something to watch. I don't I I don't want to recommend playing him. He seemed to be more of a red zone, just a red zone threat, and you'd I'd like to see more from him. But 
Yeah, without Tate, he becomes he steps up a little bit. Move over to the tight ends here to wrap up this abbreviated show. Without Jeff here to bounce these off, it's going to be a little bit quicker. I put Gronkowski as my number one tight end again. It You can't go wrong with Gronk there. He's going to be number one every week. Yeah, he's going to have a down week here or there. But the potential he has to have big weeks is unlike pretty much everybody, anybody else in the league except maybe Kelsey. But Gronk's number one. Again, yes, he's not been putting up, it's not been massive numbers. He's not blowing away that, you know, everyone else, but it's still Gronk. He's going to be number one. I put Zach Ertz number two this week. He, it's usually Kelsey here and then Ertz three, but I'm going to go Ertz two and Kelsey three this week. Obviously, Kelsey's going against Denver. It is a very tough matchup. Ertz is San Francisco, not as tough there. So I do really like Ertz this week. And this was a guy I've been big on coming into the season. And the way the tight end position is ranked, Ertz is just the mo- one of the most consistent options. He has the most catches so far this season at a tight end position it, with 39. He leads the tight end position in yards with 494. And then touchdowns, he has five, which leads the tight end position. So Ertz is the top receiver. He's the most, I mean, is it most catches, most yards, most touchdowns? He's right now tops at tight end in every category and overall. So can't go wrong with Zach Ertz. He's been terrific. And these top three, though, you're hoping you have one of these top three. They've been great. I did go number four here is Jordan Reed, three spots higher than consensus. So, yes, maybe I'm taking into account too much the, the touchdowns he had last game. But Jordan Reed is a extremely talented player and if he's becoming healthier you can you can see more games like that i don't quite know if he is yet i guess i'm, I'm buying into it maybe too soon but I, just, I don't like the tight end position i don't like a lot of these players right now i don't like the potential so i'm gonna buy into jordan reed a little bit but yeah he could go down with an injury at any time it's it's very likely with the way he's d- done that in the past number five is jimmy graham He's, he's getting looks. That's, you know, he dropped a touchdown look. He dropped a deep pass from Wilson, but he's getting looks in that red zone. He's getting the opportunities. He did get a touchdown last week. It's more of the opportunities there. He he just needs to catch those balls. That's pretty much it. He's been a great player in the past. He's, you know, not quite been the same since the injury, but he's still very solid. But he's a, he's a good option to keep playing him. Number six, I put Hunter Henry. Going against New England, he's actually consensus-wise number four this week. And it's been great to see the increased workload for Henry these last few weeks. You know, after he started the year with nothing against Denver, then he had the good week against Miami, and then nothing against Kansas City. He just didn't know what to expect. And he's gotten two touchdowns then in week four and five. And then these last two weeks, hasn't got the touchdowns, but he has five catches for 90 and four for 73, which was against Denver. So it was very solid and very nice to see that. And I, I expect another good game for Hunter Henry. He's definitely into the offense now. He's getting looks, and he's, he's going to be a great option at tight end for you. Number seven is Austin Safarian Jenkins. Again, this is a, he's getting touchdown looks. He's getting red zone looks, and that's all you can ask for. Three straight games with a touchdown. Yes, the overall numbers aren't impressive. Three for 21, eight for 46, six for 29. He has no 46 yards as his tops this year, but if you're getting looks in the, in the red zone, you make yourself an option as a tight end because they're, they're just not there. Kyle Rudolph's eighth. He's going against Cleveland, so that's why he's up there. He's been a disappointment to me. I expected a little bit more from Rudolph. Yes, the quarterback situation hasn't helped. But, I mean, his numbers, they're not great. But if he just added some touchdowns, they'd be a lot better. But it's a good matchup, so you're going to keep him there. Cameron Brate's ninth for me this week. 
This is a very consistent option. Yes, I know O.J. Howard had the big week last week, but Brait still is the better option over Howard, the more consistent option. I got Jason Witten next, Jared Cook, Zach Miller, you know, Jack Toyle. It gets pretty ugly after that. Tyler Croft at 14, George Kittle 15. I really would like to recommend Austin Hooper going against the Jets, but I just have a hard time with it because he's just not getting I know I think he's a talented player, but with only 18 catches on the season, only one touchdown on the season, it's hard to recommend him at any time. Only one catch for six yards which against New England, which I thought could have been a big week. So it's kind of disappointing after that. I did put O.J. Howard 17th just because their options aren't great. And he, we know O.J. Howard is an extremely talented player. Just I don't think it's all going to come together this year. But you saw the flashes of it last week and how good he can be. So if you absolutely, if you're in a deeper, deeper league, you have guys on buys, you know, maybe throw him in. Maybe you get another big play out of him. But all right, I think that's it pretty much for wide receivers and tight ends. A lot quicker there. Um, I don't differ a lot for some reason on these wide receiver and tight ends and maybe more consensus-wise. Not as I seem to differ a lot more on quarterbacks and running backs, but a lot of buys this week. So once you get past the first 10, you know, at like 10, 15 at wide receiver, it gets ugly quick. And hopefully you have some of these top, top, top options and be able to, you know, make do going through the bye weeks here. So that'll be it for today's show. Be back. Tomorrow night, episode probably comes out very, very early Friday morning for do the recap here, going over the Baltimore-Miami game. Hopefully we see something going on in this game. I'm not, you know, excited about some of the way the offense has been playing. Baltimore has been kind of just boring to watch, you could say. Miami has the potential here. We'll see what Matt Moore can do. See if Landry keeps it going. Kenny Stills, is that just a one-week thing? Can he play another good game there? Hopefully we see Parker out there. Not really sure on the status yet of him. And a JJ, maybe we can get a little bounce back from him if he keeps getting 20 carries. Be nice to see the yardage more around 100. Maybe he gets himself into the end zone here. That'd be nice to see as well. But I'll be back for that. I'll talk to you guys then.